Oh. So just You're... because... Okay, go Shut ahead. up, John. <laughs> Do you have more pictures of your goats and yourself on your phone? Does your vacation time get spent attending goat shows? Can you have a conversation without bringing up dairy goats? Neither can we. So join us as we talk to the country's best breeders, judges, appraisers, and industry experts about all things dairy goats. We are John Kane and Danielle Caroli. Welcome to Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. What's up, everyone, and welcome to Ringside. I'm John, and as a... Oh, wait a minute. Never mind. Danielle got lost in Nebraska. So this week, I'm joined with Tyler Ramirez of Casa Ram, or Casa Ram, Nigerians. What's up, brother? Yeah, butcher my herd name, will you? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, I got all these herd names that I got to remember. It's terrible. I don't have a thing written down about it. Yeah, You're lucky yeah, I yeah. remembered everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to being your co-pilot today. Yeah, you know, hey, this this might be like a test drive. Who knows? Danielle might just, you know, leave forever. <laughs> Let's not jump to conclusions now. Yeah, we're just kidding, folks. Don't Don't panic. Don't hit that panic button yet. Yeah. For those that don't know, Tyler is my Siamese twin almost. It's like if Sister Sister and That So Raven had a crossover, that would be us. He just had to throw it in, didn't you? <laughs> I did. It's so funny because whenever... I see like a goat that I really like on online. I'll screenshot it and send it to Tyler. And Tyler's like, I was literally just looking at that post. (laughs) Yeah. It's literally gotten to the point where John will send me a screenshot of something. I'll see it like in the corner of his text. And then I'll take a screenshot of me literally looking at the same exact thing. (laughs) It happens all the time. It's crazy. We're like the same person. (laughs) Except you're like... 20 years younger dislike yeah i guess so i'm just a baby <laughs> just a baby but this baby's spreading his wings because tyler you've been busy judging some local fairs yourself how's that going for you man yeah i have it has definitely been keeping me busy working full-time during the week and then judging some county fairs over the summer on the weekends i actually just finished up my last one i had scheduled yesterday and I think that was probably my sixth or seventh that I got through this year. So kind of ready for it to start for fair season to start winding down a little bit. I'm all fared out. So has this like really pushed you to want to go to TC? Yeah, it's definitely been a lot of fun. And um, judging at the county level is um, a really good source of practice and just kind of cleaning up your um, reasons and working through some good sized classes. So it's just been really good getting the experience doing it. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Better you than me because I don't know. I feel like I'd be like a stuttering Stanley over there and, and giving reasons. And I'd know what I would want to say, but it'd be hard for me to say it. So you're, you're rocking it, dude. I've heard nothing but good things. Oh, thanks. I, I've gotten my feet wet a little bit too with meat goats and even a handful of sheep as of yesterday. 
can't say that my reasons were the best on those, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> How difficult was that to go from like dairy goats to sheep? Well, thankfully, all the shows I agreed to judge that did have um, a separate meat show were all super, super small. So I only had a handful of animals to work through anyway. So um, coming up with reasons for them wasn't too bad, but, you know, still not my cup of tea. <laughs> so you're not going to be like a, a, a Hummel or Ryan Rash and start hitting up the stock industry, judging them? Uh, no, I'll stick to there goes for now. <laughs> well good yeah we're, we'll be lucky to have you once you do take tc and go ahead i know you're gonna do great and and we'll hopefully have a new licensed judge hitting the the area next year it'll be nice to see a new face out there tyler what else is going on man are you breeding goats yet or are you just kind of like waiting no all it's kind of a slower time um, at my farm right now, uh, haven't started breeding yet, but the does have certainly started cycling and my bucks are all going ballistic. So they're all ready for it. <laughs> I'll probably start breeding my first, um, group of does by the end of this month. Every time I call you, all I hear is Nigerian <laughs> bucks spitting and spatting in the background. And I'm like, jeepers creepers. I don't miss that. Yeah, and it's usually one specific buck, and those who are familiar with my herd probably know my buck, Pokelope, and those of you who have talked to me about him know I always say that if he wasn't as beautiful as he is, he would probably be in a taco truck right now, because he's he's something. Multiple times a week, you're telling me that. Like, <laughs> yeah. at least once or twice. Like You're like, this buck. Yeah. <laughs> We haven't started breeding anything yet either. Um, we've had definitely had doe cycle. We had our old girl gem cycle uh, the other day, which is going to be part of our topic today. But before we get to it, uh, we just want to say, although we were joking about Danielle, she uh, she was judging Nebraska State Fair and did an awesome job. And she took the night off because she deserves it. She's been running since Dutchess County fair. And I'm like, Godspeed because I'm sure she's super tired after that long show. And then, you know, you go from like a week of showing at Dutchess to right on the road, doing dairy goat shows, judging them. It's gotta be pretty overwhelming. Yeah. That's something I've kind of realized too, just with judging County fairs. Um, just when it comes down to agreeing to judge shows um, earlier in the year, I think you just get really excited for it and probably agree to um, too many. At least that was in my case where I was pretty much judging every <laughs> single weekend from like July now into September. And the burnout is definitely real. <laughs> the burnout is real. And we're going to go ahead and open up an Arizona hard iced tea for Danielle. We're going to take a quick <laughs> swig. I tell you, fair got me onto those things, man. All right, folks. Well, like I said, nothing crazy going on here. Uh, add good news. The schedule for convention came out. So if you're going to convention, take a look at that. Get excited. It seems like there's a lot of good programming going on. And besides that, it's been pretty quiet. Spotlight sales, obviously, people are starting to gear up. You're seeing more posts about that. 
we are reaching out to those breeders. We're going to go ahead and do the spotlight sale spotlight week here on ringside again, like we did last year. Super excited to talk to all those breeders. As far as everything else goes, I mean, it's kind of that time of year where everybody's winding down. They're finishing up their county and state shows and they're breeding goats. And with that, this week, like I said, Jem, my old girl, was cycling. And there comes a time in every doe's life when we are stewards of their lives and we must make a decision when to retire them. Is it specifically a numbers game or is it a doe-to-doe basis? So today we've got Tyler here who's got quite a few old girls in his herd to discuss this very topic. And let's start it right off with let's get a baseline here for the listeners. Tyler, how many old girls do you have in your barn? I mean, we're not going to ask you to say the total number of goats in your barn, just the old girls. Well, even with that question, I don't know if I want to answer that completely truthfully. But (laughs) it also depends what you consider an age, though, with this specific topic. But I would say I probably have like five or six does right now that are like nine to 14 years old. Well, when I think of an aged doe, I'm I'm thinking kind of like showing, um, but not really like because some some shows it's like five and six and right. up, uh, but it's usually seven and up is where I'm thinking aged doe, and when we're really starting to worry about these most does is when they're starting to hit that nine or ten mm-hmm. years old and and upwards. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I've got I've got one in my herd. Like like everybody knows, I have a very small herd. So I've got a ten year old doe gem who I've made a super sobby post about her retirement this year. And honestly, when she came into heat the other day, and probably closer to fair was when I was like really thinking about it, but I was like, Man, she's still really good, really sound. She's good on those feet and legs. Like, why am I retiring her? What's my reasoning? So started me started to really think about it. So Tyler, my first thought was like, well, what's what's the oldest? So that that you go when breeding. So what is the oldest doe you've ever bred? And what did you take into consideration when you decided to breed that doe? I think the oldest doe I have personally bred here was an 11-year-old doe, and she actually handled the whole pregnancy and kidding pretty well, and I think it's probably because she had the year previous off, but the oldest doe I have ever seen fresh and was at another farm that I was working at, and it was actually a 14-year-old doe, so I think that's probably Holy the cow. record for what I've seen. That 14-year-old doe since since you've got you're starting to develop your judge's eye do you think that she was like very sound and like good to go as far as kidding that old or or was it something where you're like ooh yeah i mean structurally she was always a super solid doe from a young age and i think um obviously you have to be solid up until being 14 years old just to conceive at that point um one thing with that though um, especially 
once you're over like 10 years old, you really have to keep an eye on their weight because it really takes a lot out of them growing kids and then, you know, producing milk in just the first colostrum in that last month of pregnancy. So even though they have a big belly, it's really important to always keep your hands on their back and their ribs and just make sure they're carrying enough weight. And then um, afterwards, uh, that's another important thing too, is just maybe going the extra mile to supplement them a little bit just to keep them chugging along. When you say supplement, are you talking about making sure they have like the best minerals that you can have at hand for them? Maybe um, not really pouring grain on them, but maybe making sure they have a little bit higher quality hay than first cut. And, you know, if you do grain your doughs while they're bred, uh, making sure that they get like a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, my um, minerals kind of stay the same for my doughs year round. Um, When I'm talking about Mm -hmm. supplementing them, usually it's just adding on a little more grain and maybe supplementing with some probiotics, you know, just to keep them, uh, at their best, especially at that age, since the kidding is a little bit rougher on them. And sometimes it could take them a little longer to bounce back afterwards. Well, I look at a doe like Jem, who, like I said, is very solid. But then I look at like does that I've had in the past. Um, you're very familiar with uh doe that I had Minerva, who was super solid as a, as a one-year-old first freshener. And her second freshening, she broke down quite a bit. You know, she wasn't standing on her pasterns or anything, but she she was definitely sitting back on them quite a bit. And she was a little bit, you know, just harder to bounce back from that kidding. And that's not a doe that I think I would consider breeding past, you know, five or six, uh, if she even held up well enough for those. So, I mean, I know that she's, since I've sold her, she's kitted, and I saw a picture of her the other day, and I was like, oh, she actually looks not too terrible. You know, she's she's still the same amount of um, softness on those pasterns, but it hasn't gotten any worse, and she had a, another freshening this year, and uh, she's bred for another one next year, and, and she should hold up. But once she starts getting into those later lactations in life, uh, where you're looking at, you know, lactation six and seven, it could be a, definitely a different story, and those are ones that I feel I'd probably think twice about before I bred them when they get into their golden years. Um, Jem, on the other hand, is one that she, she's still so sound. I mean, she might be getting a little bit looser in those shoulders as she's aged, but besides that, I mean, shoot, I'll send you pictures of my goats, and like it'll be like, I don't know, Thea or somebody, and you'll be like, is that Jem? I'm like, no, that's my two-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think definitely how they're holding up can affect your decision-making, and I think that's the first thing you should be looking at, honestly. Yeah, I totally agree. I think a lot of times um, when breeders are talking about the animals they're breeding towards or improvements they're looking to make, Usually we kind of talk about just type or overall confirmation first, but I think um, getting into this discussion kind of about kidding and the longevity of does, it's really important to have does in your herd that are not only easy keepers when they're young, but also live a long productive lifetime and also are able to produce kids for a long period of time. Absolutely. And 
you've got your old girls that you're looking at breeding this year. Um, and I think with, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think with Nigerians, it might be a little bit easier to make that decision just because they tend to have multiples. So that's not as scary. Yeah. I think you have to be kind of familiar with your animals too, which usually at the point when they're 10 or 12 years old, you kind of know what's average for them for the amount of kids they're going to have, or if they tend to have really big singles and that kind of aids with your decision-making at that point. Um, But for me, I think another thing I kind of consider um, when I'm considering breeding an older doe is usually it's better just to go for it, in my opinion. Because if you put it off just for another year, that doe is just going to get older and then you have more possibilities for complications moving forward. So sometimes it's just worth it to take that shot if you have a breeding you want to do in mind. I've got, I don't know. I I think with Jem, and this is what this is all about. This is me talking through Jem, right? Uh, (laughs) I think with her, it's like, man, it took me so long to find a buck that I was super happy with the results. And then I tried a different buck last year. And although the subsequent buck kid that was born was nice, it wasn't as big of an improvement as the year before's crop. So now I'm like, man, I really love this doe. She's rocked it in the show ring. She should knock on wood, freshen like dynamite. Why don't I try to get another one of those? But also my thinking with all this is if when you're when you're breeding a 10 or 11 year old doe 12 and up what your program in the last 10 years should have rocketed forward to where that doe is. So are you kind of, do you think that it like part of it is like spinning wheels at the same time? Like you're like, well, we should have gotten better by now. Why am I breeding this one to kind of stay the same as the style from 10 years ago? Right. I think, right now with my program, I'm kind of in the opposite boat as you, um, mainly with my bucks, because I've been using the same buck genetics for several years now. And I have repeated a lot of breedings. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've gotten a lot of consistency that way. But um, with my doe kids, I don't want to say I'm stagnant with the quality of my doe kids. But recently, I brought in a new buck. And I have like two or three age does that I've set are retired and haven't been bred in two or three years. But now that I've brought in a new outcross buck this year, I'm kind of interested to see how some of my older does would cross with him. So that kind of puts me in a tough position if I want to pull them out of retirement just to see what they would do with the new buck that I just brought in. So what do you think you're going to do? You think you're going to go ahead and pull the trigger or you think you're going to err on the side of safety i don't know i'm still going back and forth it probably depends on how loud these age does are screaming when they're in heat and if i um (laughs) let in but i feel you on that statement i sent you that snapchat video the other day of gem coming out of the barn well this wasn't on the video but she came out of the barn high-headed which she never does she usually kind of just lopes to the stand jumps up and you know gets to work but she goes out and she's high headed and she's walking fast. And I was like, Oh no. And she runs to the 
truck, which is my father-in-law's trucks parked right there. And I lose sight of her. So I try to cut her off. So she goes to the front of the truck and I walk up to her and she tries to juke move me. And dude, you saw that Snapchat for a 10 year old doe. She was quick, man. I was like, okay, she wants to get mad. Girl, know what she wants. (laughs) I held off. Yeah, yeah. I held off though because I don't want January kids. And I've discussed this with Tierney, which is another thing that people need to consider is talking to your business partner my case your wife and seeing if it's something that they want to happen because as much as Jem is my heart goat she's also one of tyranny's heart goats she's one of the first ones so there's a lot to take in consideration and people that have seen the facebook post of her sappy retirement last fair blah 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 they know that she means a lot to us so that's one thing that's like hemming and hawing you know i'm 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 kind of leaning towards let's breed her one more time. We'll milk the colostrum, treat it, give it to the kids, and call it good. So that means that we're going to want to try to breed her to kid as a uh, in in March. I'm leaning towards that. Tierney's always it's always the number game, but we're only breeding five without Gem this year, so six isn't really a killer. So. It's kind of like we don't know what we're doing. That's also something to consider is uh, where everybody's head's at. Um, definitely don't just grab your 14-year-old doe when she's in heat and just go ahead and throw her in the buck without thinking about it. Like It's something that I think everybody should really calculate. Don't you agree? Yeah, I agree. And I think it really comes down to management and then kind of like we talked before, Um, these does just have kind of a harder time keeping weight on, especially towards the end of their pregnancy from my experience. And then afterwards, Mm -hmm. depending on if you're drying them up afterwards and pulling the kids or if you're leaving them to dam raise, sometimes they'll just need a little extra love to get them um, bouncing back. And I I do agree with that. I mean, they can take a while to bounce back once they get in their older years. Last year, Jem bounced right back, you know, probably took like three weeks to get her back into like good condition. And then a couple more weeks to get her into show condition this year. I mean, she looked good. I wouldn't say that she was in as good a condition as she was last year. I mean, Tyler, you just saw her. You tell me if I'm wrong. No, I agree with you. Yeah. She, she just milked off a little bit more. It was harder to keep uh condition. Uh, and, you know, she's a little bit more ribby, a little bit more, uh, not as much spine cover. I mean, she still was in good condition. I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with her, but it definitely wasn't like show doe, super competitive condition like it was last year. So I think that's one thing to consider as well. It's, it's, it's going to take a lot of love to get them back to where you want them to be. And if you do want to show them, it's going to take even longer. Now, Tyler, you also, uh, with some of your animals, and I don't, I don't know if I'm going to have to edit this out or not, but you also dam rays with some of your goats because you've freshened out so many that you kind of pick and choose who's going to be milked twice a day who's going to be milked once a day and kind of sharing with the babies so uh, what do you do you keep the old girls with the kids or are you going to separate them right away if you do breed them what do you do with that it really depends on the specific doe so kind of like you said before just because of my numbers here i can't 
pull kids off of every single doe. So usually I pick roughly a top 10 of my milkers that I'd like to get out into the show ring and I'll pull kids off of them and um, start bottle feeding right away with colostrum. And then uh, the majority of them are left to damries. But when it comes to some of the older does, um, some of the ones I have in my barn right now, I bought when they were like five or six years old. So I kind of take into consideration what their management was before. Um, like last year, I bred an 11-year-old doe, and she's one that's been dam raising kids for her whole life. She's never had kids pulled. So from the moment yeah. those kids were born, she was already attached to them because that's all she's ever known. So even though realistically, she probably would have been um, better off being dried off right away and um, just being able to bounce back a little faster, I did decide to leave those kids on her, but I did end up supplementing a bottle so she just didn't have to push her um, production so hard. So I think kind of just taking a few things into consideration with what the does have experienced in the past and just how they're going to be affected whether you pull kids or not is something to consider another thing to consider with these does is kidding ease like you were saying how many multiples or sing you know are they usually throwing a single or multiples uh, that's definitely i agree is something to really focus on um a doe like mine she kids pretty easily we've had like one decent pull with her but nothing crazy and even this year with a single big buck kid, uh, she she had a fun time. You know, it was nothing crazy. She's, you know, old hat for her. Uh, so that's something to consider. Also, another thing to consider is if you're looking at your numbers and you truly do want another doe or if you're trying to create a herd sire from this aged doe, one thing to consider is are you going to keep her in milk are you going to need the milk do you really need her working for that 305 um is she a heavy enough producer where you think she's going to make top 10 so you want to milk her through um or are, is she one where you're going to freshen get the colostrum and dry off now i've never personally done that um so it's one thing that i'm like oh man i wonder how hard that's going to be uh so i'm hoping that I, if I freshen gem, that I can milk colostrum out of her, uh, you know, dry treat her basically, and just not milk her again. Have you attempted anything like that before, Tyler? Yeah, I have. I've had does that I'll milk for like, I've never dried them off right away. Usually I'll milk them for like two or three days. Um, once they start getting fully to milk and all the colostrum is gone. Um, and then mm -hmm. I'll drop them down to once a day milking on like the third day and then just completely cut them off from there. And you, you saw pretty good success with that. You didn't have to worry about too much. Yeah. I mean, I've only done it probably two or three times, honestly. So I can't say I've done it like dozens of times. And I've never had an issue, but with the few times I have done it, fortunately, I, um, they all ended well. You're, you're basically my counselor on this here so i'm i'm sitting on the couch right now and you've got the notepad and pen and you're looking at how psychotic i am um is there anything that i should consider that i haven't thought of yet one thing i was just going to mention um before like we were talking about the nutritional needs being different for these older does once they're bred 
something that I think can be beneficial if you have access to it is having the does um, sonogram just to get a rough count a little bit later in their pregnancy because the nutritional needs for a doe that's carrying quads versus a single, I mean, obviously quads are a lot more common than the Nigerians. Um, there's a big difference between the two. So if you have an older doe that's carrying a giant single and having trouble keeping weight on, you don't want to just keep pushing grain on that doe because that kid is just going to get bigger and bigger and you could potentially have an issue versus having a doe that's carrying three or four it's okay to push the grain a little more with her so the kids are all, all um, a little more equal in size. Yeah, and also another thing to consider is, you know, making sure if they do have, you know, whatever they have inside them that, um, you know, as they're older, they're going to be a little bit more susceptible to things like ketosis and milk fever. Mm -hmm. So um, definitely something to watch out for as well. That's a really good point. Yeah. So Tyler, what do you think? If Tyranny is listening right now, so your voice matters. Breed gem or let her skip into retirement. I mean, we can rock, paper, scissors it right now if you want. <laughs> yeah, it's. You, we could go either way with her, I think. I mean, she. I think after the season of being in season, she would be. Uh, perfectly happy in the pen with her little juniors, you know, her, her kids that she watches, uh, or she, she's always been a happy fat bread dough too. So it can go either way. Um, I think my big push for this is not that like just a breed gem. Um, but, I honestly love her daughter Opal so much that I'm like, she, you know, she started going precocious and, you know, I sent you a picture, Tyler, and you were like, Ooh, that's nice. And I agree. And I'm like, if she freshens out really well, why wouldn't I want two of those, you know, potentially try to get two of those, you know, they're never going to, be a stamp copy of the other. Yeah, I think kind of like you try. mentioned um, before and with that just a second ago, we're always looking to see improvements from generation to generation. So another um, tough decision you have with wanting to breed your older does is sometimes you're taking a step back a generation. But also if you have those really strong brood does that always make them or produce improvements of themselves – Sometimes it's worth taking that shot. But again, if you have a bunch of daughters from that doe, sometimes there's no point if you already have that improvement in several other animals. Yeah. Well, we keep such a small herd here that although she's given us like seven daughters, I think, off the top of my head, <clears throat> we have one in our herd that's a dry yearling. Um, and everybody else, I mean, every other buck we've used on Gem has just not, created something i mean they they created fine prog progeny just not something that we wanted to continue with as they freshened and you know looking at them further so having this one who i think is really nice it's like well, maybe i could have two gem daughters and that's really the improvement that i want to see you know so it's it's I don't, it could be just me being 
I don't know, dough hungry and just wanting another one. I don't know. I think you just want to keep more grades in your barn than Oberhoffley. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps, you know, it's a fun, it's a fun class for the, you know, breed to show. So perhaps, although I usually don't tend to show them, usually I hand them off to you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm not complaining. (laughs) So, well, I think, Tyler, that this is a nice, short, sweet episode. If somebody was thinking to breed an aged doe, we touched on the condition of the doe, what their body's looking like, if they're still upstanding on those feet and legs and not having any super structural flaws you know they don't have ch or something like that maybe consider breeding them but also think about you know that 10 year old doe my program in those 10 years has probably gone you know further than that animal Uh, there's a lot to consider there's no right or wrong answer i'm sure there's stuff we're forgetting tyler do you want to like say something to the to the listeners before we close this out Yeah, I mean, I think we kind of mentioned a lot of good things that you could take into consideration. But um, kind of like I said before, ultimately, the does are only going to get older. So I think if you have a really exciting breeding in mind or something you really want to give a shot, and the does are still structurally solid and sound, you might as well just give it a try. Because like I said, they're only going to be older the next year. And then have more potential for issues moving forward. So you might as well just give it a shot. Yeah. The worst thing that's going to happen is the doe kids. Well, the worst thing can happen is the worst thing that can happen to any goat, but also, uh, you know, the kids don't come out the way you want them to. So you sell them, but Hey, that's again, more money coming in for your farm. Um, And honestly, if you, if they kid, you get that, colostrum and like you said wait for basically a week before you know a week it's basically like a week to 10 days before you can really dry them off i mean the milk's not going to come in super milky where you're going to have to worry about too much so it can be a win-win there's always going to be the what ifs what can happens and that's what goes through my brain Uh, so it's definitely something that everybody should be thinking hard on and not just lightly grabbing a buck and grabbing that old doe and letting them go like definitely put some thought into it just like you do with the rest of your breeding program hopefully and go from there tyler if people wanted to find you and your herd because you're making posts on your farm page now where can they find you so i do have a farm page on facebook even though i don't post on it very often which is just casa ram nigerians also on instagram which is casa underscore or yeah casa underscore ram yeah and then my website is casa ram nigerians or if you want to be fancy like me you can pronounce it casa ram (laughs) (laughs) tyler thank you so much for uh coming on i'm glad that we were able to talk this out i'm sure danielle's gonna message me in the morning be like you forgot to talk about this but we're just shooting from the hip danielle if you wanted me to say it you should have been here yeah i'm glad i could (laughs) sit in and keep you in line since danielle's not here this week (laughs) well the episode's not over yet so don't hold your breath
Folks, if you wanted to find out more about Ringside and American Dairy Goat Podcast, you can find us on Facebook. Just search Ringside and American Dairy Goat Podcast. We're on Instagram, and it's going to really throw Danielle for a loop because I've changed it to Ringside Podcasts, so it's just much easier to search. And then on old TikTok, I think we're uh, Ringside Podcast as well, so trying to really keep it tight we're on twitter we don't use it who uses twitter anymore and uh yeah we hope you guys have a wonderful week thank you tyler ramirez of casa ram nigerians for joining us today of course glad to be here and everybody else this has been ringside an american dairy goat podcast i'm john that's tyler danielle will be back next week You can fake it till you make it, but you can't be fake. We'll catch you on the next one. Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast, is not an affiliate of the American Dairy Goat Association. All opinions or information regarding the ADGA does not represent the registry.